There is one Sunday each year when I always take a deep breath at the hotel room before heading off to church, and that day is today. It is because this is St. Paul's in Fayetteville where the action begins at 7.30 in the morning and finishes sometime after 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon and doesn't stop in between. Lots of people doing lots of stuff, which is great. I barely have time to baptize and confirm people, let alone talk to those people about what we mean and what we're doing in these actions today, and let alone talking to anybody in the congregation about what confirmation and baptism mean in light of our baptismal covenant. But today, even though it's St. Paul's, I get that rare chance actually to talk about these subjects with everyone to talk about what we are doing and make some connections between the church of the first century and the church of the 21st century. Because on this day, we get the following reading from the book of Acts. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And this day also, we get the following question from the baptismal covenant. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? Almost 2,000 years later, we're asking ourselves to live just like the very first people who encountered the resurrected Christ after those events of Good Friday. Holy Scripture, hopefully, will remain holy because it will be speaking to us in our situation just as much as it did to people in the first century. So for us, perhaps we have to accept the reality that Good Friday may have been only two days ago for us with all of our problems, and that the resurrected Christ is showing up on the scene today. Christianity is not about history. It's instead about standing on the edge of the arrival of the kingdom of God in the here and now. In broader terms, the arrival of the kingdom of God in our own lives may be the ultimate appearance of the resurrected Christ. Now, living as a Christian does have tangible consequences. For the earliest people in the Christian community, they discovered their own kingdom of God in the very midst of a very different political kingdom in which they found themselves. The book of Acts tells us that they were living into the reality of this new kingdom by selling their possessions and distributing to all as was needed, which, let's face it, causes us to squirm in the 21st century because we like our possessions. We like them especially after we start living in the glow of the truly Protestant Reformation in which earthly prosperity was seen as a sign or an assurance in an uncertain world that a person was predestined by God to heaven. That's why the heirs to that theology these days are often nice, well-dressed, prosperous Presbyterians. <laughs> They're the original prosperity gospel people. None of that selling their possession stuff for them. It was God's sign that we were on God's side. Now, let's not get too smug, though, at this point about being a fun-loving Anglican rather than a door Presbyterian. If resurrection is to remain a current event, if Holy Scripture is to remain holy, 
then we're going to have to find some ways to talk about holding things in common, for example, to live just like those first century Christians. We need to feel uncomfortable, which is one of the things the baptismal covenant forces us to do with those five questions about how we intend to lead our lives. Now, I can give one example about stuff being held in common. Let's say we can finally start talking seriously about the environment, which we now treat as something that we can use for personal benefit without regard to other people now living or people who might be living in the future that respect the dignity of every human being language in the prayer book, perhaps even human beings who aren't even here yet. Must personal property rights trump everything else? Well, that's one of those big policy questions that ought to cause us to pause when you step into a voting booth. But more practically, today's lesson from the book of Acts also mentions another thing that the earliest Christians did as believers in resurrection, and that's just as powerful now in our baptismal covenant, although we live in a very different world. The writer of the book of Acts tells us that the early Christian community broke bread at home and spent much time together in the temple. Now that may be hard to catch at first glance, but what we're hearing in the lesson is that the early Christians did not isolate themselves. Trust me, the temple was not filled with followers of the resurrected Christ. But that's where the first Christians chose to lead their lives. The early Christians may have eaten at home, but they got themselves out into the world. And that's what we're still talking about almost 2,000 years later. Eat at this table and then get out into the world that may not be such a comfortable place to be. Live like a first century Christian as we seek and serve Christ in all persons as we love our neighbors as ourselves. Strive for justice and peace among all people. Respect the dignity of every human being. Get ourselves out into the world where the resurrected Christ is walking. When we live like that in accordance with the baptismal covenant, we will start seeing the risen Christ just as truly and just as authentically and just as powerfully as did those people about whom we read in each Easter season's lectionary. My hope for all of us is that we really never talk about anything except resurrection. That we still hold up as sacred kingdom this common world where Jesus is walking. Baptism and confirmation and our common meal get us ready to do exactly that. Jesus may not come as the gardener in a cemetery or a walker on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus, but he still comes just as powerfully as the migrant who's asking for dignity and the prisoner who's asking to be treated as a human being and as an African-American who wants to be treated as an equal 150 years after the Civil War. We Christians are always standing in anticipation of the kingdom that we hope and work for soon to arrive. Live like a first century Christian. They shared their goods we, we can share our meal with anyone we choose. They left locked rooms and went into the temple. 
We leave closed-in Victorian church buildings and go into a contemporary world of strip malls and fast food joints and the too often hidden to Episcopalians world of processing plants where Jesus is. We'll vow to love our neighbors as ourselves. We'll strive for justice and peace. When we live like that, then we start seeing the risen Christ in the same way as the people did about whom we read in the book of Acts. Their story becomes our story. And when that happens, that story is no longer mere history. Amen.